0: Hello all and welcome to Talk Me Through It, your 20-minute writing pep talk. My name is Trish. And I'm Jessa. And today we'll be talking about the writing process.
1: A mystery I still have yet to figure out.
0: Honestly, me. Honestly, me either. I've got to say, I feel like every day I'm learning something new about myself as a writer and my own process.
1: That Exactly that. Yes. Because I feel like... Sometimes we can get into the nitty gritty of the writing itself and not take a step back to be like, this is all coming from me. This is all coming from my mind. And it's a little bit about understanding yourself as well.
0: Ooh, And that is probably so interesting for those with chaotic minds, such as myself.
1: How? What does your uh, process look like?
0: Okay, so actually... I'm just starting to figure it out right now. I don't know what – I don't know what – I guess maybe talk me through it. Our podcast has actually made me take a closer look at myself as a writer because um, I recently – I was talking to a few people uh, on Twitter about this, a few Twitter users, and – I picked up an old piece of writing that I had just like, honestly, and I'm going to be embarrassing right now. It's a fan fiction. We can just put that out there. (laughs) Um, It's a fan fiction. I'll be real. Um, But, you know, I picked it up and I thought, you know, why don't I experiment a little bit, you know, just doing that whole writing um, 10 minutes a day. Uh, Let me just take this and revamp it because it was so crummy. I wrote it like five years ago and I was like, you know, the plot was pretty good. This deserved better. And I'm learning so much about myself. I mean, when I started, when I first, first started writing, I was a panster, total and complete panster. Nothing. You couldn't get me to sit down and write an outline. I probably didn't even know what what a professional one looked like. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, no, now, I mean, I have an outline. Everything is organized. I feel like I've really changed
1: that's kind of amazing to hear and it's not necessarily in a direction that is i guess could be looked at as right or wrong it's just getting to know yourself
0: absolutely absolutely um even just even through not even through writing it but like the my I, my whole like self editing program program process changed um is very interesting I used to just look at the computer and like whatever, make all my changes. But I've noticed that I printed the first like few pages out, the first like five to ten pages, and um, I was like, "Let me, let me just experiment here. Let me, let me just print them out and let me red pen and um, see how I feel about that." And when I started red penning it, I was like, "Wow, my mind—it's like I—it's like I'm looking at it. It's in the same font, but it's like I'm looking at it in a different format." I'm catching all these little things like, Oh, a comma needs to be there. This sentence needs to be rewritten. I feel like I'm looking at it so much better and so much closer than I would if I were looking at the computer. So I'm discovering a lot of new things, not even just about the process of writing, but also the process of self editing.
1: Oh, that is a good one. That is a good one.
0: Yeah. And you know, and I thought it was funny, because like, we had been talking before a little bit and, and, and we talked about how some writers, they change the font of their work when they go edit it, which is great that that works, that worked a little bit for me, but I find that for me personally, and this isn't, you know, for everybody else, but for me personally, it works so much better.
1: I I can see that. It's just any way to look at, what you've already been creating in a new sort of light or a new perspective. I can understand why um, printing the pages out is a help to people. I think it adds that sensory sort of element too.
0: Right, right, absolutely. You know what I haven't gotten the hang of yet though?
1: What? Um,
0: Okay, so I was reading something somewhere and it said that the, the process of like professional writers or whatever, they'll start with like a rough outline, right? And then they'll be like, then they'll put like which kind of scenes they want where and they'll ex- like write a little bit about those scenes and then they'll really flesh out things later. And I don't know, maybe that's just because this project that I picked up, my little practice project, maybe it's because I already know the story so well. Um but I haven't had that whole, oh, enter this scene like this where this character saves the day or something just as an example and then fleshing that out later. Like I haven't really gotten around to doing that yet. So i'm interested to I'm interested in in getting to that part
1: i I think you can also flesh things out in different ways i think um without with what I was talking before about my sort of zero draft where I just go in and just write almost like free writing about my characters and my world. I've also started to notice that after that I do go back and before I start rewriting, I have a sort of outline Mm -hmm. because I have a basis of like a base from what I've done and more of a direction of where I'm headed. So I think that's the point where I start looking at things and being like, okay, this can be organized, this can be structured, this can be more detailed. And then I go back with all those ideas and almost rewrite my story like completely over again
0: yeah 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 and that's what I started with this like I completely started from sentence one I'm kind of using my zero draft of this of this little side project as um as the framework does is that the right term for it it's it's a framework right technically yeah, I mean, for sure that's what we're looking at. you know what you know what I learned from this um one Twitter user she's amazing, she was saying how her process involves um highlighting different sections of her writing in different colors so like like one highlighter color will represent um character development another will be like I don't know character secrets or something and it was like the coolest thing and I thought that would look so cool on a page like imagine flipping through and everything is color-coded and you could see if there's enough balance between one or, or two concepts within a chapter
1: yes yes I know a couple people who kind of do something similar to that, Um, either writing their scenes out on a flashcard and coloring that, or maybe putting a tab in a printed out manuscript to kind of flag those sections where they can look for characters or setting details. And also just within Scrivener, like you have the option of giving tags to your elements to create a tag uh, timeline which is really cool so sometimes I do go in into my important or crucial sort of scenes and then tag them as one thing or multiple so I can go back and see okay this is where I was talking about this oh
0: my god and I love that as an idea so I I'm familiar with Scrivener. I have Scrivener, right? And I've seen how you can work on the cork board with different scenes and things like that and move things around. But you just blew my mind with the whole physical um, index cards. Yes. I don't know why I never thought of that. Have you ever heard of the Montessori school or the Montessori like, way of learning where they have like kids learn how to count by like counting beans because it's, like, um, it's physical. You can touch it. I love that. That is genius.
1: I have cue cards like in so many different colors. And even if I have just like a plain uh, white one, I just use a highlighter or a tab. But it's been a game changer for me. I love having them. Uh, What I've been doing recently is writing the elements of my scene on one side Mm -hmm. and then on the other side, having any elements that I want to change or add or take away so that I can compare what I want to do based on what I have and also compare each scene to each other. And that has been helping my thought process a lot, but it's also just the act of having it in my hands. Like I try to carry it with me where I go so that if I'm maybe waiting for an appointment or I've gone somewhere, I can take that time out just like a couple minutes. You never know when an idea is going to strike or you want to note something down.
0: Right, right. And I feel like you could, you could take a scene and really like, really add some oomph to it because then you're like oh wow this one scene out of all these 20 scenes that I have all these index cards that I have in my hand isn't emotional why does it need emotion and I think you can really um you you can that's a power that's such a powerful tool to use
1: yeah it's, it's really just for clarity like it lets me see something in a different way it lets me think about it for a little bit wander and just kind of figure out those holes in between but Trisha one thing that I've also thinking about in my head, which could be a help to some people, is um, if you're writing it out in a sort of timeline sort of way on Scrivener or even on these cue cards, it's also a really good opportunity to look at pacing.
0: I love it. I love it. Love it. Wow.
1: Even talking about our processes kind of reminded me of something I learned back in high school. It was my grade 12 teacher who mentioned this idea of metacognition in our creative writing sort of section in the class
0: Uh, well you're gonna have to explain what that means because that is another beautiful word coming from you
1: (laughs) you and your, your
0: elaborate vocabulary i love it love it
1: love it it's in its simplest form it's just thinking about thinking um which is kind of like an abstract concept, but it's just having an awareness of your thoughts. And I think that's so important in the writing process because we talk so much about knowing how you best work as a writer and um, how to best tell your story. And I think taking that time away or even while you're working to think about how you're thinking and the directions you can go is a powerful tool. I was thinking about this, I think yesterday, I was thinking about metacognition because it's a little bit like translating your thoughts and that made me think back to high school when I was in my uh, French class because there was a moment, and this was like a super proud moment for me personally, that I was writing an essay. I was one of those kids that loved writing essays and this one was in French. And there was just this moment in the middle of writing where I realized that I wasn't Translating anymore because I feel like when you learn a new language, you, um, if your primary language is English, you think about that sentence ahead of time in English first and you try to translate it as best you can into the language you're trying to set it into. So in this case, for me, it was French. And in that moment, I realized that I had started thinking in French.
0: It, that's so funny that you say that. George was, said, was saying the same thing whenever he... So he, I don't know how he picked up Spanish so fast, but he did. Um, without even taking any classes online, it was just from talking with his friends. And he said that at one moment, he had that same thing where where your mind just... Boom, switches to like the other language. And that's the best way to learn a language.
1: And, you know, I was thinking about that for the writing process, The thinking about the now is so important for writing, because if you're constantly thinking about, you know, your next word or sentence or scene or chapter, I feel like you're robbing your ability to create in the space that you are right now and build on those ideas because you keep on getting ahead of yourself.
0: Right, of course. And I have to ask, like, do you think that that has anything to do with um, how people feel overwhelmed too sometimes? Because I feel like, <laughs> I know when I'm like, oh, I'm staring this beast down. I like, I freeze up.
1: I've been thinking about that a lot. I feel I have this sort of hypothesis that we're overwhelmed when we're not in the present moment, because maybe you just wrote an amazing chapter or like a sentence that just reads perfectly. And now you're you've lost that sort of or you feel like you've lost that sort of inspiration and you get stuck and maybe you're a little bit angry or frustrated with yourself. Or maybe you're you've already been thinking ahead and you have a sort of outline, but you can't get it like what you're working on, the sentence that you're writing right now to match that thought that you have in your mind. And I think that's where we tend to get overwhelmed is when we're thinking about the past or the future and we're not sitting here in the present moment.
0: I won- I I so totally agree with you, 100%. Absolutely, without a doubt. There's That is something so real that happens to me too. Um, I think every writer experiences it. You're like, yeah, this is great. And then you expect... There's sort of like an expectance of of that greatness that you feel like you have to translate that same amount of power into the rest of your uh, work in progress. And you step back and you're like, well, how am I going to do that in this scene?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And normalize everything about the process, I want to say, because if you have to scrap an entire chapter that's totally okay if you have to change the perspective of your story that's totally okay but like whatever you have to do to get to that end vision of what you have for your story you shouldn't be afraid i know we are but like there's nothing to be worried about
0: <laughs> oh my god i'm so resistant to change sometimes you know how we were talking about how i'm just gonna start earth rising over again And then this time, probably write it from third person. Because remember how we were talking about how Vi's perspective might not be the perspective to tell the story through? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, wow, that was the biggest realization. The biggest realization. And I was like, this is a massive undertaking. But you know what? At the end of the day, I learned that, right? I sat down and I thought about it. And I learned it. And you know what? Now that I know that that's what I have to do to achieve greatness in my novel, that's what I'm going to do.
1: That, that is, is beautiful. beautiful. And that actually, actually does, does sound really like a mindset cool. shift.
0: It absolutely is. I'm telling you, I love that, that we uh, Talk Me Through It has such a big place in my heart because I feel like I'm, I am getting better as a writer. I am. I'm, I'm changing. I'm doing things. I love change. I mean, sometimes I hate change. I am resistant. But at the same time, I do like it too, because, you know, y- you need a little bit of difference, a little bit of diversity and a little bit of freshness in your life in order to to maybe get yourself to that higher level, you know, that you deserve to be
1: at. I feel like part of change is also getting to a point that you're ready for it, because you have to keep testing yourself and pushing yourself outside your boundaries and comfort zone to get to that point where change is possible. Because a mindset shift, I don't think, is a like a single day's undertaking. It takes time. It takes that it takes time to go through that thinking process to look at your story in a critical way, to look at the way you write in a critical way and the way you work. It's kind of like you're um this The way that you look at your path and your story, because I think they're interconnected, your path as a writer and the story that you're writing. So what next steps do you think you'll be taking to get to that sort of point of transformation and change?
0: So I'm going to use what I learned. I've learned... Throughout the last half of 2019 and in the beginning of 2020 to just be gentle with myself. Because like at this point, old me, old Trish would have been like, what are you doing? Uh, Why are you dilly-daddling? You should be working on your manuscript and blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to do that to myself. I am going to be gentle. I'm going to be patient. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue messing around with this um, little side project of mine find what works best, find which voice works best. And then I'm going to go back and start from square one with um, Earth Rising and my work in progress. So I'm going to take a little bit of time to actually nurture myself as a writer.
1: I love that. I love that last statement about nurturing yourself.
0: It is you are a pretty flower. And you are growing, and you deserve all the water and all the sunshine because your work in progress deserves all the water and all the sunshine.
1: <laughs> I I like that a lot, and that's something that I'm working on too. And right,
0: I was going to ask, what are you, what changes are you going to make, or what are you going to do um, in the in the coming weeks to grow yourself as a writer?
1: I really like the idea of working in the now, which I talked a little bit about before. But it doesn't it it never means that you have to throw away the work that you've done before. If I have an outline, it doesn't mean I'm just gonna scrap it or not look at my first draft or zero draft as I like to call it, but it means that it's like an understanding of what that I the things that I had done before were done by a past me that maybe doesn't have the sort of thoughts um, that I do now and the sort of change and growth that I've been to. And I'd like to work in the present moment and see what I can come up with as like both creatively and inspirationally.
0: I love it. That is so beautiful. And again, I always call the writing process beautiful because it is.
1: It is. It is.
0: So that's all the time we have for today. Again, my name is Trish. My Twitter handle is at NightWriterJuly.
1: And I'm Jessa. You can find me at Jessicana. Get in touch with us anytime. Let us know what you think of the podcast.
0: Yeah, let us know. We like to hear from you guys too. And that's all for today.
1: We'll see you next Thursday.
0: See you later.